Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakoven and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. We're back here on the Ticket Water Cooler. In fact, I'm back, I should say, because uh, I've been gone for a few days. Rico, how's the water cooler been? Box back, box back. That's right. It's been good. It's been uh, about uh, first segments, usually me and the guys from the captain. Uh, and then Nick will hop in and <coughs> we'll just carry on and have ourselves a blast. It's been pretty nice. Have ourselves- oh, there we go. I, yep. it's, been a, it's, been a pretty fun, uh, it's been a pretty fun water cooler. Missed you, though. Yeah, yeah, I, and I, I've, I've uh, gathered together a band, and uh, so we could play. This is what this is going to be our new tradition. Whenever you leave and come back, oh yeah, we're going to play this one here. Last week, Kyle quit the band. Now we're back together. Uh, misunderstanding, didn't understand. It doesn't matter. Now we're back together again. La 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 la. Couldn't split up Kato and Nash. That's true. Couldn't split up Tango and Cash. That's also true. This is our song of exalt and joy because we only came to kick some ass. Well, there you go. We're Beautiful. back together. Yeah. Thanks for that rendition there. That's uh, Tenacious D is going to do that. I think back I, together again. Yes. The power duo, uh, but we become a power trio on Fridays because we have a tradition on Fridays where we bring in Brian Munson of Husker Online and on back three. together again, back together again, Brian. A uh, lot to break down here. Thanks for joining us once again on a Friday. You guys are in rare form, man. What are they putting the water up there? <laughs> it's the water cooler water. Somebody spiked it, I guess. It's all the know. it's all the good oh, stuff. I got you. There you go. I can't <laughs> legally tell you what's in the water. Water or what? I, I can't <laughs> legally tell you what's in the water. I just know that it's good. <laughs> Something that was in the water for years here in Nebraska was just for some reason a bevy of kickers, future NFL kickers would make their way through the state or you know just actually kind of grow up here. Uh, and some of them would leave to go play elsewhere, but most of them would stay at Nebraska. May- Do we see the return? Is kicker you back with Tristan Alvano's uh, commitment today? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it definitely continues a tradition, and it, it is kind of. Um, out of the, the, the beef state, out of the Cornhusker state, or whatever else you want to call it, uh, it is kind of an unusual position to be known for, but Tristan Alvano may be the best, you know, to, mm. to, to potentially come through that, that pipeline of kickers. I mean, with with guys that are currently in the pros, guys that didn't even necessarily go to Nebraska, you know, uh, the, the state is known to produce them. And Alvano had shown, you know, through his career at Westside, let's just be honest. Before even the Class A state championship, what he what he did in the state championship was the was the cherry on top. <clears throat> through his career, however, is what really defined him. And I think people got a chance to see, though, you know, leg strength, you know, this clutch ice in his veins kind of thing. But if you if you really paid attention to the window dressing, 
then you got the field goal kicking. But if you really paid attention to what other things he was doing on the football field, like like kickoffs, for example, and how he put those into the back of the end zone, you might be seeing, you know, that is the the role that potentially he has to play next year at Nebraska is that that is kind of a kickoff specialist, kind of Adi Kunalik like, and then and then basically once Timmy Bleakroad, you know, decides to move on from Nebraska or, or there's a there's a spot there or, or Albano wins the competition, you then would have potentially this other role kind of develop. And and he talked about us talked about it to us uh, um in his commitment story and just talked about, hey look, you know, the the room is awesome. You know, Timmy's twenty two, I just turned eighteen. He has a wealth of information about school, about life, about how how college football was going to work. And he goes, I'm just so interested in going there and playing for Coach Rule and, and learning from a guy like Timmy. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting. I know back in the back in the day, um, and maybe it's like 15, 20 years ago, um, there was kind of an argument of whether, about whether you give a scholarship to a kicker. Now this is two scholarship kickers that'll be on the roster for Nebraska. Is that pretty yeah. much gone across college football? Does everybody have a scholarship kicker? I think that that's pretty much what you want. I, I, look, I, I've heard it said before, and I, I totally agree with it. Um, <clears throat> the best specialists. Uh, in college football, you know, when you're a fan are the ones you don't know their name because they work like a clock and you can just put them there. They're a snapper, they're a holder, they're a kicker, whatever. The the specialist that you know their name typically is around a bad situation, (laughs) a bad scenario, something bad happened, bad snap, uh, blocked, missed a kick, shanked a punt, whatever the case may be. But that's typically where you learn your specialist name. And if you can go through college being almost like, you know, not known who you were or what you look like, you've been successful. Um, but I, I think that that is definitely the trend right now. And there's, I think that what Alvano said, there, there would be four scholarship guys in the specialist room. You've got your long snapper. You've obviously got Bleak Road. You've got Bushini. And then you, then you add Alvano. Um, so it's a little heavy, I think everybody would agree, but I think honestly, uh, as things, as people, as everyone saw, Alvano is not a guy you want to see lead the, lead, lead the state. I mean, he has got just an absolute cannon for a leg and, and the accuracy part, uh, obviously is there as well. Is this something that we're seeing with this coaching staff taking a, uh, more progressive role to special teams. I mean, they, they get a transfer long snapper from Florida, and the, now they're they're getting a scholarship, another scholarship kicker on the roster. Uh, are they taking more of a uh, hands on approach to special teams? Well, I I think it's it's certainly a, a great theory to kind of go into spring and see how things are going to kind of work. Obviously, they're still employing a, a special teams coordinator as part of the as part of the assistant coaching staff, so that's wonderful. I think that Nebraska has seen. A difference, particularly you know, under Bill Bush uh, this last year, where special teams took a step forward. Um, you, you would like to still see that you know when you kick off a practice, you know, typically D one, you've you've got that twenty minutes as a special teams coordinator. You got like fifteen or twenty minutes, and you're not just coaching specialists taking snaps and kicking the ball. You get the entire team. You are essentially you know, coaching that one third of the overall game with the entire team at your, at your disposal to kind of figure things out and how things are going to work and plug people in. So that's a real like energetic, you know, energizing thing about that position is you don't have just 
the the access to the people in your room. You have access to everyone. Um, so I think that that's a, that's a wonderful thing about that position. And I, I think, honestly, I think Nebraska fans, although it hasn't really been as big of a problem, you know, recently and recent in the recent year. Prior to this last year, however, special teams were a real problem and, and cost that team multiple wins in a season. And I, I think that you have a staff now that completely and totally understands that importance coming in and doesn't have to learn that. And I think that that's the difference. We're speaking with Brian Munson of uh, On3 Husker Online. And Brian, something that people kind of got excited about was um, Matt Rule and his connections to the state of Texas from his time at Baylor and, and how – uh, something we've heard is is something about the the high school coaches down in Texas still really love Matt Rule and they they admire Matt Rule and they they uh, have no problem sending their kids to wherever he was going to end up coaching. So uh, Nebraska kind of losing that Texas pipeline with the move to the Big Ten. How active and how how successful has or will Nebraska be in the state of Texas? Well, I mean, it remains to be seen, but there's been more activity, I guess we could probably say, in the last three to four weeks than probably we had seen the the whole last entire, you know, couple, three, four, five years. I mean, you, you started to see a difference, I think, with Brian Applewhite being employed by the by the University of Nebraska. You, you've got a you got an in on Riley Van Poppel. Um, you know, Barrett Rude decided to go on down and take a look at, at Dylan Rogers to kind of go along with with Hayden Moore for his off the ball linebackers. But there were other running backs, you know, that, that were that were coming up and other players that were popping up that were finally, you know, kind of in the running. But but you know, now now Nebraska's got like a guy like Prince Will, uh human Beelan that's gonna be in town this weekend from Manor, Texas, down around Austin. They they actually canceled on another guy that was from Austin L B J high school. I, I think and you got Malik Hornsby that's gonna be there, obviously, the the, the the transfer from Arkansas who's from Fort Ben Marshall down around Houston. You have Bryce Turner that's from Bay City again down around Houston. So um I, I I think you're starting to see a glimpse. And the thing about recruiting these days, and this is probably the part that Rule figured out very, very quickly, um, teams are usually, you know, buttoned up by mid July. You get you get like eighty five percent, ninety percent of your official visits and your commitments done. I guess out of that month of June, and then you may carry a couple of spots over, you know, into that September or fall time frame where you bring some guys in on some game day visits. Some guys emerge. Some guys are going to think about it. Some guys can't visit in June, etc. But that that kind of hamstrung the staff. Now they're doing their best they can to kind of wade themselves through, carry over what they wanted to carry over from the twenty twenty three group from the previous staff and add things to it. And uh, I think that they'll attack things way differently, and I think you will see a stronger presence in Texas, in the Northeast, around Philly, around New Jersey. Uh, and I think that they'll still be very, very active in other areas that, that Nebraska fans are, you know, are relatively more familiar with, like Georgia and Florida. And there's a, there's a lot of names to ask you about because Husker recruiting's really kind of taken off here. Um, before the commitment today, the latest commit um, that I was pretty interested in was Kay Wallen, uh, Wallen, and maybe I'm saying that wrong, but the, the community college kid uh, out of California. What can you tell us about him? Is he kind of the prototypical size or look of a, of a 3-3-5 defensive end, or, or where does he kind of fit in this scheme? I think he can kind of sit between them. I mean, hmm. Kai is, um, Kai's got this... Uh, He's got a real general ability to be able to play play tough against the run and then pin his ears back and go and get the quarterback. And you pick that up from watching this film. And 
And I think that he's a guy right now that you really still see more in a two point. You know, you don't want to you want to pigeonhole anybody right now because you don't know what this guy is gonna gonna do when he gets on the football field. He's making a jump from JUCO to D one, and and obviously he's gonna get a chance to work with a much better strength and conditioning situation and nutritionist than what he's had out there in California. But when he gets there, you know, you kind of you kind of pencil them into kind of that walk up outside three three guy. You know, you're talking second level. But then also, you know, if you wanted to get, you know, real crazy about stuff and, and get some more mobile guys there, he can play with his hand in the dirt. And maybe you're going to trunk him out a little bit more than head up five and put him out at a seven, and you're going to get more like into like a package uh, on a passing down, which would be more of a professional style as opposed to not really rotating out your defenses all that much. And obviously up-tempo offenses kind of kill that in college. Um, but you, you, tr- you try to find ways to kind of get that guy more and more involved. And the good thing about him is at least he has a skill set to, pu- to, to not need to take him off the field because he doesn't hurt you against the run or he's not, you know, it's not that he's not a great pass rusher. He can do all those things. It's just a matter now of trying to figure out, are you handing the dirt, you know, outside as a five, seven, or are you walk up outside linebacker, um, as, as, as a kind of a two point guy. You're talking about pass rushers. I got a question about the the pass throwers. So uh, we still don't know exactly what Casey Thompson is planning on doing. We do know that he he had surgery this off season on on his shoulder. But Nebraska has Malik Hornsby, a transfer quarterback from Arkansas, coming in. Um, if they if they are to get a commitment from him, does that signal an end to the Casey Thompson era, or are we looking too far forward with that? Is that still uh, something where Casey can come back and? They'll compete for the job, or um, what exactly would a commitment from a transfer portal quarterback mean for Nebraska? No, it's a great question because, I mean, Casey's coming back off of a labrum tear, and you don't know if that's a complete or a partial. Partial's just kind of a, a, a shave trim job as opposed to a, a complete that doesn't an anchor and it's six months and, you know, you're not doing anything. So it's there's a real difference in the scope of that surgery and that injury, number one. But if you look at that room <clears throat> and you consider you have two shoulders between Smothers and Thompson and you had an ankle injury that required surgery in Purdy, you'd really have a lot more guys on the sideline, at least at this moment, versus in uh, available to start spring practices. And, and, and maybe, maybe Casey can go in the spring because it's a partial, but, but maybe, maybe he's a guy that's completely out. And, and I think as you look at that room, if I'm Matt Rule, I'm not feeling necessarily confident you know, that I don't have enough able bodies, available bodies, to kind of get things going with me in the spring. And and obviously I need all those guys that are hurt that can't participate to be doing mental reps and going through film and taking things very, very seriously. I don't think anything can really be taken away if Nebraska gets Hornsby. There's There's a tremendous relationship with Rule, going back with him, back to Baylor before he went to Carolina. And I think there's some other things, some other possibilities that are there because you've got a redshirt year with Hornsby that, that he may be willing to go ahead and say, yeah, I'll sit out of here and kind of pay attention and get things ready. Or, or he's a sprinter. You know, maybe he's a guy that wants to take a look at playing another position a la McCaffrey that where you can kind of do some things a little bit differently that the first time there in, in Lincoln, and then you kind of move him back into the quarterback position. I think there's a lot more flexibility with a guy like Hornsby than probably other quarterbacks that are out there, but he clearly has some serious wheels, going to run Division One college wherever he goes. And that relationship with, with Mark Rule going in 
that's pretty huge for Nebraska. Uh, one final question for Brian Munson, Husker Online and on three as he joins us every Friday. Uh, the, just kind of wrap up the recruiting weekend as a whole. You know, we mentioned a few guys here throughout this conversation, but uh, what is Nebraska looking to bring in and who would you see as possibly being commitments by the time this weekend wraps up? Yeah, so Hornsby's one of the portals. There's two other portal transfers that are coming in. Corey Collier and Chief Borders, both from the University of Florida. Collier, a four-star cornerback out of high school in Miami. He was good friends with Dwight Boodle, Nebraska Commitment 2023 class. Dwight is actually visiting this weekend as well. But Chief Borders is another edge guy, another outside guy, 6'5", 240-ish. He's out of Carrollton, Georgia, which is on the east side of the state uh, near Atlanta. But then you're bringing in, like, Kyron Jones. And the interesting thing with Kyron is he's kind of an athlete that sits between somewhere. If you see him as a running back, great. If you see him as a cornerback, great. 10-6-100. So really, really, really fast. Ramir Stewart coming in from Philadelphia, a three-star uh, defensive back. Things have really moved in a direction that, that kind of are – um, suggesting that he will end up a Husker. I don't know if you're on commitment to watch this week or if he's a signing day deal. You're bringing in some other uh, uh, guys that obviously are commitments. you got like Bryce Turner coming in, Sincere Safila. you got Mason Goldman coming in from Gretna, which is a, a good way to kind of wrap up things with him. But here's a guy to keep an eye on. And if, if, you're, if, you're, if your listeners don't know who this guy is, they need to go out and look for him up on Huddle. Eric Fields from Ardmore, Oklahoma um outside linebacker maybe an inside linebacker but really really fast another 10 8 100 guy go check him out and then another guy that's there from texas look up prince will uh human Nealon, uh out of manor texas which is around austin so go go check out that list all on husker online you can get to it through the recruiting tab go down to visit Absolutely. Always great stuff on the website always great stuff when you join us here on the ticket water cooler thanks again for your time brian all right, guys. Have a great weekend. All right, you too. There he goes. Brian Munson of Husker Online and on three. All right, we'll take a quick break here on the Ticket Water Cooler. We're going to rock out as we get out of here. I put another song in here, so hopefully you guys like this out. I always like the bagpipes. So, all right, we'll take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll see if Nick wants to jump in for the crossover as we get ready for happy hour. That's coming up next here on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 